Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be world series creeping closer ever closer to a <laughs> final score bottom of the eighth inning phillies lead the astros seven to nothing they are three outs away from a two games to one lead in the world series we'll have more on this uh coming up in a little bit as i'm going to sit here and just think about Cindergard and zach wheeler going hey man remember we were here with the Mets seven years ago that was cool now we can actually win it well we won 87 games in the round i just can't get over they won 87 games they're in the bleeping world series yes i love letting every you know what here's the thing mike here's here's where i'm at right now yeah this is what's going to make it a little bit better for me to swallow if the phillies win the bleeping world series okay is that now? And you know, we we talked about what's the what's the 
What's the breakdown of or the impact of, of seeing an 87-win team in the World Series, right? Seeing 89 and 87-win teams in the NLCS. And we told you the first thing was, okay, you're going to see teams, not as many teams go for it because, well, do I need to make sure I'm a 105-win team? The Dodgers won 111 games and didn't even make it to the NLCS, right? Or do I really need to make sure I'm a 90-ish win team because that's going to get me in, and then Mm -hmm. during the season when I need to make a move at the deadline, that's we'll make a move, right? That's the first thing you're going to see is some teams that are normally big spenders are going to say, yeah, not worth it, right? Steve Cohen's going to say, I just spent all this money and we we lost – we had a three-game series at our place and we lost two out of three so I understand that part I understand that mentality but here's the other part now is that there's a lot of complaints and I understand uh, in, in baseball of boy you've really cheapened the playoffs because now you have 89 and 87 win teams that are in the playoffs and I get that but I still like more teams in the playoffs this is what will do it for me if you're letting in the this many teams now and you have teams are going to win 89 87 games let more teams in let, let way more teams in, and then, well, you're cheaping it. No, now you're letting everybody in that's basically an 85 to 90 win team. It's not just one team that can barely make it in and squeak in. They get hot, and what do you do? Yeah, I, I think it would be that it would, it would serve everybody, all the fans, to say, well, if you let in half, the, half of baseball, there's a lot of chaos, there's more teams, and yes, a team could get hot and win, but at least now you know you got to go through a bunch of rounds of playoffs, and, and we, have, we have much more more uh, level of entertainment and, and yes if a team makes it all the way through well they made it through four rounds of playoffs and they won I think instead of instead of like saying hey let's cut it back to do this let's put let's just put more teams in and that way you know all we got to do is get in right doesn't matter if you get in at 100 wins 95 wins 90 wins 88 wins 85 wins you're in it doesn't matter no one really cares about getting in hey we're in the NCAA tournament right we let in Half of the Division One teams, more than that. Hey, you know what? Great, but you just got to get in, and then you got to win your way through. Nobody seems to care. You have to go. You have to go more, and you have to say, "Hey, this worked. Let's put two more teams in from each of the leagues. Let's 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 put half the teams in at least in Major League Baseball, and let them all get in, and we go from there. And if you shorten the season, but you make more money because you're adding two more rounds of playoffs with a bunch more teams, then that's how you do it. And that's how it has to go. But if you've opened the door to this, and you feel like it's cheap in the sport a little bit and it kind of has just go f- just just lean into it and go the other way and yep. you will find more people will embrace it well i would say this if the uh, number 1 seeds had taken care of their their business and and you have houston here uh, if the Dodgers take care of the business, does does anybody cry about it? No, everybody made money. You had some teams still playing meaningful baseball in September. Crowds were still packing them in. You were still drawing good ratings for all of your broadcasts, no matter how inane some of the arguments or discussions were at times. And no, you you, you had a, a good thing, right? Football, we're at. 14 of 32 teams. What did we see today? Trade after trade after trade. Take your shots. Some are long-term plays, but a lot of them were immediate. All right, we can get one more player here. I really found some of the commentary. I can't wait to see what the odds do after this team adds player X. And then you'd have the sportsbook say, they didn't move. You guys don't understand how this works. (laughs) He's a better player, but he does not move odds. Uh, But... When we get down to it, 
for for this circumstance, right? You, you have a team that got hot at the right time. And I think at trade deadlines, you're still going to have teams making moves to assure their place that they're one of those 14, 16, whatever the number is, to get in and, and make a play. And right now it's year one of this, right? So we don't have data if this becomes a, a commonplace thing, then yeah, maybe people get mad. But Major League Baseball is going to laugh. So you see how much money we're making? <laughs> you see how many of your teams were competitive in September that you still went out to ballparks? Like that's all it is. It's a better. It's a better experience. Even if you end up grousing. In this case, I think it's because you're mad. It's just because it's the Phillies. By the way, you tried to slip it in. I wanted to make sure to say happy anniversary to you, buddy. Oh, Happy boy. Happy anniversary. Oh, boy. November 1st, 2015. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was tough. It was the Grandy Man Homer wasn't enough. 7-2 yeah. your final as Kansas City put across five in the yeah. 12th frame. Yep. Watching Sorry, it still buddy. Was still just thinking the other day about Lucas Duda, who had not made a throwing error all season, just just airmailing that ball wide at the home plate. David Wright could have easily just looked uh, Alex Gordon back to third base or Eric Hosper back to third base instead. No, I'm going to throw it. Uh, just so many things, buddy. So many things. Oh, I know, buddy. So many things. So many things. And we also had, I mean, some of our favorite players in that game. You mentioned yeah. David Wright. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Sorry. It's a tough no. time, buddy. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, it, had, had, had the Mets not thrown up on themselves defensively, you might have won the World Series. But no, 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 no. They're no, the no. Mets. I know. Of course yeah. they threw we, up on them. We lost to the bleeping Royals, man. They're going to look back at this in like 30 years and go, how the hell did the, the Kansas City Royals? Yes, it happened to be, quote, their year because they, they they did so well hitting contact. And I'm like, yes, I feel like it's a, it's it's like uh, watching a Little League game. Hey, as long as you hit the ball, it's going to go under a field glove and you're going to get on first base just don't strike out and that's all the Royals did let's not strike out we hit the Cespedes who makes an error Daniel Murphy keeps making errors and dude has errored all the errors and all the errors that's what it was like a little league game just hit the ball and you'll be fine I know buddy but we got to see Bartolo Colon in a, in a World yeah. Series no no that was good no that was that was it was good it was I mean, big sacks he was yeah. getting after it yeah, yeah, no. We, but, you we know, now we're treated to game three, and it's 7 yeah. nothing as we get to the ninth. Houston has yeah. shown not a pulse at all. Yeah. Uh, as Isaac said, they, you know, they, they cheered Santa Claus on mm-hmm. the Jumbotron. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, oh, by the way. And Rob McElhaney is there. Yes. <laughs> he's watching Wrexham while he's watching the game. No, that's right. Well. T- you know, you got Tim McGraw, country uh-huh. superstar, wearing his dad's jersey. Tug, yeah, yo. Good old tugger. Yeah. Yep. And I like how he's got it tucked into his jeans. I'm like, come on, man. You, you don't tuck in a jersey into your jeans. This is not 1997. You got to, you know, if you wear the jersey, you wear it out. You can't wear it tucked Tell into jeans. Tell you what, jeans. though. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta say, M- McGraw is lean and mean like Greyhound. So I, I don't know, you know, that he was just trying to make sure that the jersey didn't look too ridiculously oversized on him, I think. No, but you could still wear a small one that looks at, you don't wear. You no, don't no, but I think it's his actual dad's jersey. Right, but you can still wear it out. Like, he's got it tucked in. Yeah. You can still wear that's it okay. out. You know, I mean, that's how you wear dude, it. Dude, you're the last guy that should be giving fashion advice. Come on. <laughs> dude, I know how to wear a jersey, man. Are you really? wearing sleeves really? now or not? I'm telling you. 
Right now, like, like, like in general or right now? Right now. Right now, right now, maybe I'm not wearing sleeves. But in general, yes, because now the weather's getting a little cooler, so I am wearing oh, sleeves. Oh, it's perfect weather here in Southern California. Yeah, but, but Rains right now, are, are setting to come in, though. I'm not, it's not good for anybody. I'm not wearing sleeves right now. I'm not wearing okay, sleeves. Okay, that's good. I'm wearing a Phillies hat. Um, and, and you know, I'm, why don't you go get bent wearing a Phillies hat? Why don't you go do that? I'm wearing a, why you even tell me you're wearing a Phillies hat? Why do you even tell me that? Well, because why, I just why, told, I just, we just went memory down memory lane to talk about the You are just stomping Mets on loss. my Mets grave. You are just, you, you have decided to show up on my Mets grave and say, you know what? I have to go to the bathroom. Like, did you, why, what, well, why are you wearing a Phillies the, hat, man? It's a big no, grave. Because we started it with Halloween and, and I decided to make it a two day event. I'm going to start I mean, wearing Tyshirt a Packers was hat playing. Now. How about that? Oh, have I'm going to wearing a Packers hat now. They've owned us for as long yeah. as I've been alive. I'm going to be the biggest Packers fan in the world. I'm going to wear is Packers, 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 Packers. Packers, 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 Packers. That's all I'm going to do. Packers, You can Packers. borrow some from Lee DeLapp or one of our many Packers fans, Bershinger. I'm sure they've got one uh, laying around that you can wear. It's all I'm going to do. Packers, 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 all the time. I'm going to talk to you about all the great Packers of the past and how many games Don Mikowski hey, beat the Bears in the early You know 90s. what? If it's we're the anniversary, then it's germane to the conversation. No. And since we were talking about World no, Series, no, 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 getting to the an- World Series, all of those things. Of, no, no, no. Wait a minute. What anniversary is it of you wearing a Phillies hat? What anniversary is that? There's no anniversary. It's well, just the Phillies are playing it. right now, so because there the, is the there is a connection to the game that we're no, watching. You right said anniversary. Now. No, no. I can go back and read to where I you said in the moment. No, 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 you, no. no. You but the point was we were commemorating commemorating the anniversary of the Mets. So I was talking about that, and yeah. I said, uh, yeah. and, and we got into the Are you uh-huh. wearing sleeves? Because you yeah. were doing your fashion know. stuff. No, keep, you know, I can have the court reporter read it back. Don't delay. Don't delay. Tell me. Tell me where they came into wearing a Phillies hat was like because you were commemorating. I know. I decided to tell you what I was wearing because you're you not, you did did the no sleeves, which was a roundabout way of me getting into the fact that I was wearing a Phillies hat. Yes, because that's why you asked me what I was wearing if I was wearing sleeves, just because you knew I'm going to get to the point where I'm telling them I'm wearing a Phillies hat. Because ah, Jason, your Mets suck. That's another way of you saying that to me. You're, that's your, I mean, I said it direct. Yeah, there's many ways to say that. There is many ways to say you first were hey happy anniversary of a real a real depressing day for you when you lost the World Series seven years ago. Congratulations. It's like you yeah, you you make it seem like you're 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 trying to help me, but really you're not. It's like you have one hand on my shoulder and the other hand is stabbing me with a shiv in the just right in the right in the right in the gizzard. And you get me right, you're just twisting that knife going, Hey, John Wick, I finally got you. I, that's kind of what you're doing to me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the Fox Sports Radio Tyrac.com studios. The Breeders' Cup World Championships coming to Iconic Keeneland November 4th and 5th. Don't miss the world's best thoroughbreds race for their share of $31 million in purses and awards. Visit BreedersCup.com to watch all the action live on November 4th and 5th. Hey, you it know, Jason, is- we're going to have uh, correspondence there because my brothers are going. 
Oh, they're not going to be sober at all. Are you kidding? We can't they trust them. They go all the time. We this can't is, trust uh, them. So, we don't have enough hustle. dump buttons, Mike. No, <laughs> <laughs> the Southside Chicago East could come out if the uh, libations are flowing. No question about it. Uh, but right now, we take a look at 7 nothing. The Phillies beat the Astros. They are two wins away from winning the World Series. The 87-win Phillies could be world champions. Joining us now on the hotline, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio insider extraordinaire. He's on Twitter at John Morosi, John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? How are you? I am outstanding, my friends. I'm still trying to put together my thoughts on on this uh, rather stunning 2-1 series lead for the Philadelphia Phillies. I did not see this happening when the postseason began. My goodness, what a story. Stratford, Ontario's own Rob Thompson, uh, has his team now two wins away from the crown. You know, and and we were talking about this, is that there's going to be a lot of, boy, here's an 87-win Philly team that is in the world, potentially could walk away and win the World Series. And it's going to upset a lot of people. And you're already seeing the, hey, the baseball players have been cheapened and and all of this. And I understand some of that. And I understand being upset. You know, hey, we won 111 games and, you know, we weren't hot at the right time. I get that. But honestly, JP, I'm at the point where, you know what? You should let a few more teams in, right? If, if you're letting this many in, the season is so long, it's, it's, it's so difficult to go all the way through and not have a shot. I would almost go like NCAA tournament. Go to 16 teams. Let in just a little bit over half the league, and we have more playoffs, more chaos, more playoff rounds. You can even cut the regular season if you want to. Instead of going away from, oh, this might not be fair to teams like the Dodgers and Mets and Yankees who won 100-plus games, now go the other way. Let everybody in, and then uh, I don't think anybody can complain. No, it's a fair idea. I, I think it's about right the way it is now. Uh, now, if you went to one more team, which was what baseball wanted, and so you would get seven, and, and that would allow the, the top seed in each league to get that bye to the first round, and then basically you have the, the two through two versus seven, et cetera, I, I, I could get behind that. I think that's, that's a reasonable structure. I, I wouldn't really want to go much beyond uh, because – I think to the players' concerns, and this was part of the bargaining process, they didn't want teams to be able to say, well, if I'm mediocre, I'm in. And then they would be less likely to add, less likely to add at the deadline, less, less likely to spend aggressively in the off season. So when you add up all these different competing factors, it's a bit of a teeter-totter where uh, you want teams to get in, teams to spend a little bit more to be able to get in off the bubble, so to speak, like the Padres did. Obviously, the Phillies made a couple moves at the deadline uh, that have worked out brilliantly. So I, I think right now I am just about – perfectly happy with the way the structure of the playoffs is at the moment and and i have no issue whatsoever with the phillies if they win the world series this is the way that the tournament works here and it is a tournament i like that by the way the, the way the structure of the of the tournament is set up i think it's healthy for the game and i believe eventually it's going to be a good a good way for them to decide a champion Riddle me this, Batman. Why Why did Dusty Baker leave McCullers in after the uh, he served up, what, the third, fourth? Uh, once we got to where – ahead of Schwarber, but to where it was already starting to get out of reach and out of right. control. The Marsh and Hoskins homers, yeah. the, it, it wasn't his night. And, and I think – and I'll be really curious to see what Dusty says tonight about this. I really believe, and he probably can't say it explicitly in the press conference, 
the Astros like the matchups for Game 4 and 5 more than they did probably for this one. Obviously, they still liked this one. They believe that McCullers is, uh, is one of their top starting pitchers. He's been a, a trusted ace for them or a co-ace for a while. But when you look at the way the Game 4 matchup goes and, and how much they trust Javier, how much they have trusted him during the course of these playoffs and how, how well they did against Nola in Game 4 and then Syndergaard in Game 5 when they could have Verlander back, I think the Astros feel like they're in this thing for the long haul and, and that they weren't going to, to chase this game when it was pretty apparent early that they had a, a pretty big deficit on the road, I, I, again, the Phillies came back from 5-0 in Game 1, but I, I just think he sort of decided that he was not going to really, I think, spend too many, spend too many of his top relievers to, to chase this game when, when honestly the chances of, of success were probably fairly remote. I get it. It's the World Series, and you should never punt on a World Series game, and that was some of the very well-placed criticism that Aaron Boone got in the ALCS early. But I think for me, this was one case where the Astros sort of read the circumstances and said that the chances of their next best long guy coming in and stopping things, whether it was Urquidy or anybody else, was not that great. And I'm not saying that it was the right call, but I think that was probably their calculus. And listen, the way that Urquidy pitched when he came in, he did a pretty good job of, of showing the Phillies a different look. And, and maybe there would have been a case for them to, uh, to go to Urquidy earlier, but the reality is they had nothing going offensively. We saw that. They didn't. It's hard to win when you, don't, when you don't have any life offensively. That was certainly the case tonight for the Astros. Should have found another pool holes bat or some more body armor. Well, now I—I I, that's a good point. I have seen this uh, the, the reports about the Pujols bats that were deemed to be illegal to use. Uh, I don't think there was anything um, deliberate there in terms of the, the subterfuge there with with, the, with respect to Pujols' bat. Uh, but I, I do understand that uh, whenever whenever the, the Astros are involved, the, uh, the the attention of any suspicion is is the has as they would say at the in the science world a very low activation energy jp this game was supposed to be played last night because the rain out it gets pushed to today was it a real big advantage for the phillies because look they were able to come back with suarez when yesterday was going to be Syndergaard hoping for three innings a big bullpen game was it that big of an advantage for philadelphia or were tonight's game hey it probably could have gone this way no matter what i think it was huge i think that it potentially Will turn the series in, in the Phillies' favor, and that's not to, uh, that's not to in any way cheapen the the talent or or in any way discount how well the Phillies have played. But there is no doubt that this was advantage Phillies. Though just the way that it broke, you're able to change your starting pitcher, and then he goes out and throws five scoreless innings. I think it's it's a fairly big advantage to the Phillies in that case. And and listen, the Astros can still find a way to win. And and if if they hadn't, uh, you know, if, if the the ball drops in front of Castellanos in game one. They would have entered this series probably up two games to nothing entering game three. The Astros have played fine. Not well, but they've played fine. And, but I, I think they've certainly left themselves vulnerable to uh, whether it was the weather jumbling things back up or anything else. They haven't played well enough 
to basically stamp themselves as the, the, the better team in this series yet. They've never had a, lead, a series lead at this point in time. The Phillies have grinded things out, played exceptionally well. Uh, the, the rain did help them, uh, but the Astros, they should have home field advantage here, and they need to find a way to get it back on their side by winning at least one of the next two games. Well, especially considering what, how that game one started. Right, because as you referenced the way things set up going along with the pen, right. it ends with Verlander, who, as right. we've seen time and time again, no matter how well he starts, I mean, it's the same argument everybody's had with Clayton Kershaw forever. Right. I mean, a little bit, I guess in Kershaw's case, he was a little more impactful in the Dodgers winning at least the World Series itself sure. in 20 than Verlander was in 17. Um, and Verlander's career ERA in the World Series is quite quite high. It's so a it, full it, run, right? It, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's, it is one of the worst uh, among those that have had a certain number of starts. So it's, it's certainly for Verlander a – this, is, this will be a career-defining start the next time he pitches in this series because you look at the – his resume, what he's been able to do. 2017, obviously, he's not, he's not an offensive player, so we, we maybe don't view that championship uh, in the, with the same critical eye for him as you do with some of the position players. But he's still part of the team, and it's still part of the, the sort of how they won. And so I'm sure for, for Verlander and his legacy, he desperately wants to win a World Series that is free of suspicion uh, with respect to the science thing that went on with the Astros in 17. And he's going to really have to pitch a lot better for that to happen because game one was there. He, he has never, as you guys know, he's never won a World Series game. It was there for the taking, a five-run lead at home, middle innings. Uh, that was a surprise. And so I, I think from Verlander's perspective, um, there is a ton of pressure on him. On the road, he's obviously made some new fans in Philadelphia, as, as, as I'm sure you guys all saw over the last 24 hours. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty unique uh, time for Justin with a lot of opportunity, but also a lot of pressure. You, you know, the one thing I like the most, JP, about this, I got even though, you know, as a Met fan, my, my thoughts on Bryce Harper is that, you know, Harper hits that big home run and then he gets an Alec Bohm's ear and whatever he tells him. And then Alec Bohm hits a home yeah. run. I was like, I don't know, right. whatever he just did there, he can do no wrong. He just hits a two run homer. Hey, whatever he tells him, then Bohm goes and it's a home run. Right. No, you're right. And, and Harper, it was interesting. And I think, I think Tom Verducci, as he always does, did a great job of asking Bryce questions after the game and trying to sort of really figure out if, if the Phillies had, had gotten something on McCullers in terms of him tipping his pitches. And Bryce is classy and he wouldn't say it, uh, but it seems to me, at, at the very least, Bryce is a very, very observant hitter he knows the game exceptionally well no one no one even even a Mets fan or even a Nationals fan these days no one could ever criticize Bryce Harper's passion for baseball he loves the game and he puts forward every effort mind body and soul every time he plays and that means that when you've got your best player who is dialed in like that paying attention that closely to pick up on nuances, to be able to share that with his teammates, and then they go out and hit a home run, you're, you're in business as a team. And it certainly seemed to me that McCullers was likely, whether it was a higher leg kick on one pitch or the other, glove positioning, there are different things that are, again, I'll be very 
clear here, totally legal, totally okay to look at these things and, and to be able to uh, pick up on tendencies. And Bryce, one of the more observant players in the game, smart player, was able to pick up on it. And uh, I, I think even though he's not going to ever say it explicitly, his power of observation sure seemed like it was one of the more important factors in his team winning game three. Yeah, we saw a quote from Dusty saying, well, we, di- we didn't notice anything. Of course, he's not going to get in front of a microphone and talk about pitching uh, and, and tipping uh, things off uh, right. in, in that circumstance as well. Uh, I, the, the Philly fans cheered Santa Claus on the Jumbotron. Is there Big anything moment. in the Big tickets step. where you can squat and not leave for game four and just keep the same crowd in there? They, cert- they certainly could. I think it's very possible that they, they probably should because of, of just how raucous the atmosphere was. I mean, to me, that was one of the great atmospheres uh, that we've seen in, in, in postseason baseball in recent in recent years. The, I mean, to me, they had a huge effect on the game. I think it affected how Dusty managed his his bullpen. It had effects on the quality of the at bats the Phillies took, the quality of the at bats that I, I think a lot of the uh, the Astros took in the negative direction. I was really impressed uh, by the the way that they conducted themselves, the passion of those fans. Uh, I thought overall it was just a, a brilliant display by the, by the Philadelphia fans. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio Insider, and a man who will be broadcasting this week from the tunnel uh, where Michigan we play. No. Wow. Uh, be getting ready wow. to watch the Michigan Wolverines once again this week. JP, thanks a bunch, buddy. We'll talk to you, my friend. All the best, my friends. Love the, love the conversation. Thanks so much. See you, right, buddy. See you, pal. There goes John Paul Morosi. Awesome, awesome stuff from him. Hey, yeah, hey I mean, Jason, like- put a pin in uh, for next time we talk to him. We do have to find out why they grandfathered that bat in uh, for Albert Pujols and what it means to baseball history. Because he's uh, a grandfather. But- That's why. Because he's, he's, he's 55 years old. That's why they gra- he's a grandfather. <laughs> we'll grandfather it in for you. That's what it is. It's a clause. There you go. That, that, there's the asked and answered <laughs> in only, in the way only Jason Smith. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tell Allen that the Mets suck. You know what? Screw that for a second, Tyshirt. I got to tell you about the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Coming to Iconic Keeneland November 4th and 5th. Don't miss the world's best thoroughbreds. Race for their share of $31 million in purses and awards. Visit BreedersCup.com to watch all the action live on November 4th and 5th. Now, Tyshirt, tell Allen. Go ahead. Now you can do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Tell Allen. Tell Allen that the Mets suck. <laughs> okay. And I loved it. I'm still leaving in the, the Seinfeld from the next clip on YouTube because I couldn't just cut it off to get out after he says nope. the Mets suck. No, no, no that's I'm the leaving best. in the next, the next Seinfeld uh, that, that it runs into on YouTube. <laughs> 
Is it the uh, airing of the grievances after oh, that or what? Uh, well, you look, this this is a tough conversation for me to have right now because, you know, all you have done tonight is remind me of bad things like the Mets losing the World Series on this day seven years ago. That was really five a, minutes of the first hour. You're wearing a Phillies minutes. hat. Now you find your way now, and I got to say really good things about one of your guys after the yeah, trade deadline. This is difficult now, but um, look, trade deadline today in the NFL – tremendously huge, right? We're breaking down all the big deals. And one of the biggest, uh, we watched the Bears trade for Chase Claypool. And we'll get to the, the, the Steelers side of this in a little bit. But for the Bears, I can't tell you how big a deal this is because the guy who had the biggest week in the NFL, who had the most important week in the NFL, was Justin Fields. Even though the Bears lost to the Cowboys 49-29, with this performance against a really good defense, right? It's not like he, he's not a quarterback that's going to throw for 300 yards every week, but a guy that's going to throw for about 200, run for 75, put points on the board. He gave the Cowboys defense fits. And he officially went from, well, Justin Fields is kind of getting this year to see if he can be the franchise guy. He's got a new head coach that didn't draft him. Is there the overall confidence in Justin Fields? They wouldn't let him throw the football the first five weeks of the season. He has now gone from maybe Justin Fields to Justin Fields is our franchise quarterback and we have to help him and build around him. That's the week Justin Fields had. It was, okay, look at what he did against the Cowboys. He's becoming the guy we drafted. It's now time to treat him like a franchise quarterback. So let's go out and get him help. We haven't really done so. Look, Darnell Mooney is fine, still finding a way to catch a few passes. But when you're leading receiver, if he catches five passes in a game, you're like, hey, five for 50 from Mooney. What a great day. No, you need more. You go get Claypool, who was a big-time talent who was getting pushed out a little bit by George Pickens. I get it, but he is a big-time player. He's going to be your new number one receiver, and they decided now we're going to build around him. This Chase Claypool trade was all about Justin Fields as a quarterback and how much they believe in him saying, okay, now we got to go do it. Hey, he showed us on Sunday. Let's go do something on Tuesday and not only show that we're all in on him, but we're in on the team this year to potentially do something because, hey, even though our record isn't great, we feel like we're starting to really improve and we're really going to be a big-time team over the course of the back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously moving uh, a couple of component parts on your defense uh, led folks to say, all right, it's the complete build towards the future. And that's really what this is with Claypool as well, uh, a guy that you would say has been underutilized. Uh, in in Pittsburgh, and I don't know what his ceiling is, but you bring him back to the Midwest for the Bears. You still have a, a nice uh, pile of picks for next year: a first, a second, a third, two fourths, a f- two fifths, and a seventh uh, after the trades uh, of this past weekend. You know you, you're shuffling up uh, the the front seven on D, but for Justin Fields, and we've talked about him a lot. There there are moments hanging on the ball too long and, and things of that nature, some fumble issues. and But on the, the large scale, and it's not me trying to be optimist uh, about where the Bears are with him, it was I how do you grade a guy where it's clear that there's no uh, discernible real talent? I mean, good run game, fine. Yeah. Mooney's a nice number two. And what? 
you keep selling me on Cole Komet. Other folks are just making up names of guys on the roster. Brian and, and Bashnagel. Yeah, no, go on, go on through the the, the history of the squad. I Ricky mean, Watts. <laughs> not nice. You know, you want to bring back Dennis Gentry to catch the ball out of back the backfield. We could do that too. Dennis McKinnon. But, Nice. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Willie Galt's going to uh, run some burners for you, too. Uh, Ken Marjoram? No, Kenny Marjoram, <laughs> a classic. Keith Ortigo, you know, we'll add another tight end while we're at it. Bring uh-huh. back Ditka uh, and let him run down the seam while we're at it. But but the idea being, you know your offensive line's terrible, and we've chronicled it every week this season, talking about how even trying to get a direct snap from center in the shotgun's impossible because your center can't snap it and even reasonably try to block for you and now you're calling design runs you're seeing what he can do uh, a little bit more and the defensive structure is sound what it does you know this week against dallas you you ran into a a, a buzzsaw and they ran right at the part of the defense where you had traded away your starter hello uh so (laughs) that's you found success there time and time again but it's optimism and it's a build towards the future and you've got a guy that has shown you enough you know out of that 2021 draft class he's clearly your number one qb right now right i mean and, and i don't know that it's close yeah which is amazing considering some of the talent that went earlier Well, you know, that's the way it works. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next from the TireRack.com studios, more from NFL Trade Deadline Day and what the biggest story coming off of this game of the World Series is going to be. Fox. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.